Welcome to Hollywood Changemakers, a podcast by entertainment industry professionals who want to talk about the issues that impact our culture from a new perspective. Faith, this is Hollywood Changemakers. Our first podcast today is with my dear friend and associate of the Prayer Network, Kelly Kirshenman. I am so glad to have her here, and we're going to talk today about our vision, our mission, our purpose, and why the Hollywood Prayer Network is even here in our industry. So welcome, Kelly. Thank you so much, Karen. I'm so excited to be a part of the Hollywood Changemakers podcast and to be a part of Hollywood Prayer Network. You know, we've been working together about six months now, and it has already been such a dynamic time. Um, when I moved here to the Hollywood and LA area, I did not have the perspective that I have now, and I still have so much to learn. So I'm so excited that you're going to continue to share stories and perspective from Hollywood about what God is doing, because we want to share not just with the Christians here in the community, but with everyone around the world that God is in Hollywood. Oh, it's so true. And I think there's a lie going on um, that the enemy wants Christians around the world to think Hollywood is some horrible pit. Mm -hmm. Satan is here and we're going to lose our faith and we're going to turn into ghouls or something if we work here. And it's so great that you and I can say this is a beautiful city of incredible creatives, of people who want to tell stories, who want to make a difference. And yes, there are people who don't know the Lord. That's everywhere. And yes, there are things going on that are not good in God's eyes, but that's no surprise around the world. Mm -hmm. It's kind of been going on since the beginning of time. And so <laughs> I want us to be able to tell people today why we have the Hollywood Prayer Network, what our goal is. Because the minute I met you, before you even became um, a part of the network, I saw your heart was the same as mine. You knew mm. the passion that I had of why we want to bring salt and light to this place, why we want to love other creatives here, why we want to build community so that people have more strength and more joy and yes. more prayer and more comfort and more accountability. And so let's talk about that today. The, pr the purpose of the prayer network is threefold. And I'll just say it and then you can respond to what grabbed you about that. Yes. We want to tell Christians on the outside, don't hate this place. Don't think it's so evil that Christians shouldn't be here. But look at it as a mission field where Christians can come in and not try to change people, but to show the love of Jesus to people in a place that's pretty um, isolating from the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. So to get Christians to acknowledge Christians should be here. They should be praying for us. They should be sending young creative industry professionals to this city. The second thing is to build community amongst Christians here so that we don't feel alone. To say, I have other believers in my life where I can turn to for prayer, for comfort, for understanding, to run past ideas, to uh, know how should I handle this situation. The third thing is so that we can be sharing our faith with other people in our industry who don't yet know Jesus and let them know that Christians are not horrible people trying to change their lives, mm -hmm. but that we have something to offer. We have unconditional love. We have hope. We have joy. We have a, a, a version of the world from God's perspective that so opens good. up their understanding. So that's why we're here. What grabbed you about this? Oh my goodness, so many things. I love... Um, 
the dimensional multi-level mission purpose of this organization. I feel like it speaks to me as an individual, as a woman, as a minority, as a Christian, as a parent, as a creative in so many ways. Um, I love that we really have a passion to reach the outside world, not and it's, a, it's just as missional as reaching people here in Hollywood. The reason I say that is um, I moved here. We're both from outside of Hollywood. The Midwest. We're both from the Midwest, <laughs> which is probably one of the reasons we like each other That's so right. much. But having been from the Midwest and having still, still considering that we spend time there with family and friends and things like that, having a very, very clear understanding of the gross misconception of what Los Angeles is like, what life is like here, and even what what the mission of Christians living here or purpose or, or what their interest even would be, that it's not this selfish, you know, self-motivated thing. If you're really sent by the Lord, there is actually something for you to do here oh, yes. and that you can have an effective, powerful ministry building up the kingdom. But what I love about the focus of reaching people outside of Hollywood is that the perception of Hollywood is built up just as much by the outside world as it is by the people here. The rose-colored glasses or black-colored glasses for many people outside of Hollywood looking in is really, um, I think it's built up in people's minds. I remember what it's what it was like not living here and trying to think about walking the streets here and living life here. It's It really seemed, it, it really seemed like another world. Yeah. I couldn't quite grasp how do you live and integrate um, you know, your craft and also living in such a place where there is so much facade and, and things like that, but be a real person. And um, I think that although I love our entire mission, I really love this, this, this goal that we have of changing the perspective of people outside of Hollywood to pray for Hollywood because everybody around the world is consuming media. And I think this really this really grips my heart is that every single human that we know is consuming media and how many are stopping and praying for those behind the camera. Right, right. They, people want always, if you're doing a big fundraising event, for instance, you want a big Hollywood name to come so that you can raise more money for your yes. event, so that you can get more visibility. And yet, are you praying for that person? They're helping you raise money. They're helping you get visibility. But what about them as a person? Yeah. What is their life like? Are you connecting and caring about them and what their journey is? And I think that perspective from Christians to say, celebrities are not just there to either judge or use for your good. Mm -hmm. They're human beings who have lives and hearts and relationships, and they need to be prayed for. They need to be embraced and loved, and we need to share our faith with them to say, you are a valuable part of society, and Jesus loves you so much. Mm -hmm. I'd love to tell you about him. I love you know, that. That's the kind of heart we have. Also for Christians, a lot of Christians come out here and their family didn't think they should. Their church thinks that they're kind of making a selfish choice. Mm-hmm. And they come insecure. They come feeling like they have a question, should I really do this? I want them to walk into a community to say, you are with family. We love you. Use your gifts and talents for God's glory. Get joy out of them. L- encourage others. Inspire others by, by what you're doing. And be a part of our family here so that we can all walk together in this. That's what I want for Christians. How that. long did it take you to find 
people like that once you got here from Wisconsin? Oh, that's such a great question. Well, you know the the funny story of, of me finding the Hollywood Prayer Network, and I'll get to that in a moment. But it did take it it did take a couple years. It took it took time to find people of like mind because so many people do come here with a question. I feel like if you were moving to Chicago or to Seattle or even to New York, you are so sure of that decision because you know you have to hit the ground running. And I feel like people come out here with this expectation that things will just serendipitously happen (laughs) for you. You just have to be in the right place at the right party at the right time. Someone will discover you. Someone will discover you. It's it's like Mm. the movie La La Land. They really Uh do think that that's the way things happen and um, that you have to be just intentional just as intentional with creating a life here and being a believer, an effective believer here, as you would with living anywhere else or being a missionary or having a mission mindset for anywhere else. It took some time to find what I thought were real Christians. And that I regret having that mindset because there are so many people at so many different levels. And um, for me to set the expectation of what kind of person defines a real Christian or not um, was a huge, a, a gross miscalculation on my part. And it really stunted my relationship growth out here. So had I not made that mistake, I think I would have made relationship a lot faster. When I did, when we, I think it helped that we moved out here as a ministry team because we eventually were out here, we had each other and then we're like, we need to meet other Christians. <laughs> where are they? And so one day I Googled, where are the Christians in Hollywood? And Hollywood Prayer Network was the first was the first answer to pop up. And I couldn't believe it that I was like, well, this, this must be where the Christians are. And I actually have discovered, and I think this is important because we're talking about our mission here. Mm-hmm. I have discovered some of the greatest friendships, some of the richest addition to my life has been through Hollywood Prayer Network because the mission is to create community for believers, to empower believers to share their faith wherever they go, and to change the misconception of people outside of Hollywood because it affects the people coming in. It does. It does. And it also affects the people that are stopping young believers from coming in mm. because there are there's a lot of fear in the Christian community about what's going to happen to the faith of my child? Or do I I feel responsible for this church member? Should I really let them go there? And it's not true. Mm -hmm. And I think not obeying God's call is worse than thinking you're trying to be safe and responsible for yourself or your family. Wherever God wants us, we can't be afraid of any place. You know, I, I knew a story of a friend who came out here really beat up because he had come from a church mm-hmm. that was huge on supporting missionaries all over the world. And they would send people out to cannibal tribes and pray for them and pay for them and embrace them, put them on their church prayer calendar. And then he said he wanted to come to Hollywood and asked for the blessing of his church for coming out here and being a professional and, and loving the creative community here and making a difference spiritually, hopefully, that he wanted to make. And his pastor told him, you'll lose your faith. And he said, but you send people to cannibal tribes across the globe. Um. Why don't you feel that way about Hollywood? And he said, you know Hollywood. And so I thought, that's spiritual battle. That's not a battle against flesh and blood. That pastor is not a bad person. That pastor is just 
believing a lie because culturally that's the narrative. Mm-hmm. The narrative in the church is some places are okay and some places aren't. Instead of anywhere God sends you is okay. And that's the message that I want people on the outside to know. If you know of someone who's coming to Hollywood yep. and they really believe this is where I should be, yes. we should embrace them. We should pray for them. We should go, yes, and there's a community there you can plug into. So you won't be alone. You'll get prayed for, and you'll have a small group, and there's a list of churches, and there are all kinds of places and and resources to get you plugged in so that you can be stronger in your faith. And that's what you and I get to do. It's it's a treat, isn't it? It's such such a treat. It's an honor. It's a great honor, and I wake up every day so excited about what we get to do here. And it has nothing to do with the names that everybody else recognizes, but actually the the names that are special to us, the names that are special to God, that the ones that are scrolling at the bottom of the credits at the end of the movie, all the friends that we have that are PAs and, and different assistants and different creatives and artists and makeup artists and, assist, and again, assistants and people getting coffee and all of the people that are part of bringing these stories together, that they each individually have stories. I had a really interesting conversation actually recently. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to share it with you about it, but a very, very dear friend friend, a phenomenal artist, creative songwriter. He um, has been doing music out of the Milwaukee area for um, for years and, and has been a creative alongside Tim and I for the years that, that we've known him. And I spoke with him recently. We hadn't caught up in a long time. And he said, so share with me what you do. And I said, oh, it's the best. It's so exciting. He's like, is it because you know so-and-so? And I said, no, it's because <laughs> it's because God is moving here and let me tell you what he's doing. And this is what we do. And we are we are shifting the paradigm. We're shifting the narrative. We ourselves as believers and here as a part of Hollywood Prayer Network and now Hollywood Changemakers, we are shifting the narrative of what's being said about Hollywood, what's being perceived about Hollywood and how people can pray for Hollywood, you're not going to pray for something that you can't identify with. Right. But if we are sharing the stories of those who are behind the scenes, normal people, everyday people that make up so much of what is coming out of the culture here, you will connect with that person. I bet you will be able to find a story, a person's situation that you can relate to, that you're like, wow, they need prayer. That's it. And I shared with him some stories of people, their daily lives, their their involvement in the creative industry, but also just their life here as a, as a believer, as a human, as a person, and the struggles that they go through. And he, I think the best part of that whole conversation, it was maybe only five, six, seven minutes long, he said, you have completely transformed what how I understand oh, I life in Hollywood is, and I will pray for Hollywood and I said, and that was it for me. It was That's like a it. mic drop okay, moment. Okay, I've done what I need to do. <laughs> it was. It was such a mic drop moment because I was like, "That's it. That is why I'm here. That is how I know I'm in the right place at the right time, and how I know that we are doing what we're supposed to do here at the Hollywood Prayer Network because we are here to shift the perspective, and yeah. it, it will change everything. It will. It will. Well, and what we just saw recently is after a crazy pandemic. And it's still going, but we knew it was time to gather our community. Yes. And it happens to be Hollywood Prayer Network's 20th birthday. Yes. It's August of 2001, Hollywood Prayer Network started. Now here we are, 2021. And you oversaw 
an amazing birthday party that we had. 461 people, I think is what we counted, came to this. <laughs> Outside on the campus of the church that we're at, the beautiful First Presbyterian Church of Hollywood. An incredible place with a vision for industry ministry. And tell me about what we experienced at that party. Oh my goodness. Well, where to even begin? I think that every person who was there would has shared with me something different that they experienced. But I think the number one thing that I heard as far as feedback, and this is now from dozens of people, is there was such a presence of genuine Christ-like love for every person that was there. And let me tell you, this was an incredibly diverse crowd. I think that was one of the highlights for me was seeing that this is such a beautifully diverse community, which I already knew, but the fact that we had them all together. We had people from different backgrounds, different nationalities, different crafts, different specialties. Different spiritual beliefs. Different spiritual beliefs, different places in their walk, different um, ages, different experiences. Completely, every single person there came from a completely different background, completely different story, completely different experience, and brought a little piece of the patchwork and the love with was incredible. And the love. The joy. The oh, fun. The celebration. The spirit of celebration. In those weeks praying for the event leading up, we said, we want it to be excellent. We want it to be beautiful. We want it to be sparkly. But we want the presence of the Lord and the Holy Spirit to be there with us. And I cannot tell you how many people genuinely experienced the presence oh, of the Lord. No, it was incredible. Yeah. And it was healing. For so many people who had been very, very isolated for a long time. Oh, how many people did you hear said, I needed that so badly? Oh, so many. And one of, the, one of the fun little moments I had was that we had the incredible mocktails that we had yes. there. We had no alcohol. We just had joy. And somebody walked up to the bar and said, oh, this time I better have a drink without alcohol. <laughs> and the bartender just laughed and said, Okay, pick one. (laughs) (laughs) It was. It was the best. There was definitely just a a spirit of celebration. Uh And I think that the art of celebration as believers is so important. Being able to celebrate each other. Oh, we have to celebrate each other. We have to celebrate God. We have to celebrate creativity. That's why I got, I geeked out on the on the live chess game because I had to do a live chess yes. game. We had a chess game where all the pieces were people and we had an incredible costume designer design the headpieces to know which piece they were. We had two chess masters calling the moves and we had a referee timekeeper making sure we were right on schedule and time and keeping amazing. within the rules. And then we had my husband Jim cranked up the Queen's Gambit theme, playing music all the way through it. It was so much fun. It was just a moment in time where we can say God is moving mm-hmm. in Hollywood. And mm-hmm. we saw it. We experienced it. We felt it. So now tell us your next brainchild. What's ahead? <laughs> Well, we are so excited to continue to live out that three-part mission of Hollywood Prayer Network. And it does include not just our weekly events that we have, our weekly prayer opportunities, our monthly events that we have, monthly prayer, monthly community building, but also those special moments where we know that the Lord is just wanting us to celebrate the community. And so we are actually celebrating Hollywood Prayer Network continuing, but in a completely different way. This is the celebration of what we want to do in the future. And so in order to do that, we are creating a beautiful Christmas experience with a um, with our first 
Hollywood Prayer Network Christmas concert, and this will be a dynamic event. Um, we hope to double the amount of people that are in attendance, and um, this will be an experience of different artists and creatives, excellent caliber, from within our network and outside of it, some familiar faces as well, but we want to create and curate a beautiful Christmas experience that Hollywood has never seen where we celebrate Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus, but we also give everyone an opportunity to be a part of growing Hollywood Prayer Network so that we can reach more people in the years to come. Yes, and we want Christians on the outside to sponsor young believers on the inside to be able to come to the concert. We're offering people to buy tickets yes, so that insiders can be part of a community. We're doing it in the beautiful sanctuary of Hollywood Presbyterian Church. We're bringing together the best of the best to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And we want you to be a part of that. We'll keep you updated on that. We have run out of time, and we are going to close up this episode. We will keep you... Uh, knowing what's coming ahead by every episode with somebody special to hear from. And you and I will just keep being behind the scenes, showing up every day, doing what we can to build up this beautiful place. Absolutely. And if you want to know more about the Hollywood Prayer Network Christmas fundraiser concert, you can go to www.hollywoodprayernetwork.org slash white tie because it is a fancy event and we are going to be having so much fun getting those details together for you you can also find out the uh, ministry that we're supporting and that we're collecting toys and gifts for a beautiful ministry and you can find out more details about that as well so thank you so much karen oh, for I taking the time it. for we'll, us to chat we'll keep doing more we will and if you're not a part of the hollywood prayer network join the movement go to hollywoodprayernetwork.org Click to get our call sheet every two weeks, how to be praying for Hollywood from the inside out. You can be a part of prayer partnerships, kids and teen prayer calendar, local chapters around the world, so much more. Check our website, be a part of what we're doing, and thanks for being at our first Hollywood Changemakers podcast. Thanks. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Hollywood Changemakers. If you'd like to get connected with us, our Instagram handle is at Hollywood Changemakers. Find out more at hollywoodprayernetwork.com.